0: Buddy, let's spin some yarn. So, I mean, this, a few years ago, probably, uh, I did an episode that I share uh, generally this time of year, but it, the audio quality is kind of bad. Uh, it's <laughs> it's not outdated, but it, uh, it, I think it could use an update just if for no, no other reason than it sounds better. But also, I mean, I was, it's called phase two jitters because it was so long ago that it was called phase two. So I figured it was about time for an update for that reason as well. Um, so a little birdie told me, which everybody knows they're inbound anyway, but a little birdie told me results could drop as soon as Monday. So I wanted to make sure this got out beforehand, uh, and reach as many people that are nervous about this <laughs> as possible. Um, cause I know I, I vividly remember what I felt like, in the years that I was eligible and and particularly the year that I advanced because back then quotas came out a lot earlier. And and so I kind of knew it was coming because it was a big quota. Uh, Obviously nothing was certain, but it was a big quota (laughs) and I knew I was competitive. So I was not shocked. Um, But I know a lot of people are nervous about what comes after the selection list comes out right you see your name on the list the one mc happens you have that moment of euphoria and then you have the feeling uh, like that pit in your stomach that feeling of of impending doom right because everyone knows that the initiation season is about to start Um, and before i get too deep into this i just I, i'm gonna put in the show notes uh, there i have a ton of uh spin the yarns that i did a few years ago that are still pretty relevant that are all called They're titled initiation chronicles in the title and I'll put them together in a playlist on SoundCloud as well. But, um, the links to all those will be in the show notes, um, as well as all the teaching to the creed episodes, which I'll share once the results are out again, just kind of repost to let everybody know that those exist. Um, but those are great resources as well where, I mean, there's, 30 plus hours uh, right there of, of podcasts that I think can be valuable resources during this time as well. But this is more just a general concept uh, as far as coping with the, the nervousness. Um, what's coming is designed to be a educational process to prepare you for the role you're about to take assuming your name is on the selection list. And I'll, and I'll get to for those that aren't at the end. Um, but assuming that this Monday or whenever the list drops, you're a chief select now. There, the cycle is designed to be educational, right? And ironically, I was just talking to a, a board-eligible first class today that is likely competitive Um, I haven't seen their record in detail to know too much about it but you know pretty confident that they're competitive Um, and they were talking about how at their command they're just not looking forward to going through the initiation season with their mess which is an expression of lack of faith in that mess in this person's case is is understandable I know quite a bit about the command um however it even if that's the case because i feel like like i've talked about a ton before i feel like most people seem to feel that that is the case of their command even when it's not right it's just a perceived um lack of faith and some of that's probably based on behavior that falls more into the realm of immature inexperienced uneducated leadership than it does like malicious leadership um and i hope that makes sense like you you, you're not necessarily at uh like a morally corrupt command you're just at a a kind of a normal command really uh with leadership that just isn't always best equipped so you're just kind of looking at it like oh this is gonna suck right um in in this person's case it's i i know enough to to know that this person probably uh, will, would have a hard time, right? Whichever case, if you go into it, knowing the design is an educational process, no matter what happens, no matter who it's done with, if you look at it through a mature lens of, I'm here to learn about leadership, not only just leadership, but specifically, I'm here to learn... How to lead as a chief and how to function within a chief's mess, and that's important, right? And the if you go listen to the walk, uh, walk and talk, spin the yarn I just did. If you learn to function within this system, right, and the chief's mess is just an ecosystem. It's a, it's like a subculture of the Navy where we have our norms and traditions and hierarchies. If you if you learn as much as you possibly can and go into it knowingly, right, go into it with that type of a, a focus. It's like I'm gonna take from this every single lesson i can no matter if the experiences and and listen close to this part (laughs) no matter if the experiences are negative or positive perceived or real to to be that no matter if they're negative or positive you're going to take the leadership lessons from those things then you're going to get a lot out of it so in the case of the sale I was talking about earlier that genuinely does have a mess that has bad leaders in it, if that person goes through the season with that mess, there are still leadership lessons to be pulled from that. And and even though the experience is going to be brutal, uh, the scars, and I use that word on purpose, that the experience is going to leave, they're going to get a lot of mileage out of that as far as future leadership drawing on that experience uh to lead sailors in the future right you're you're gonna i've experienced a lot of bad leaders in my 20 years doing this for a living both working with but in particular working for and a lot of the reason i am the leader i am is because i experienced those leaders and i said to myself when I'm in this position, I'm never going to do that. My sailors will never feel this way. I will never treat them that way. I'll go out of my way to advocate for them, whatever, right? Whatever the lesson I pulled from that experience. There's a lot of vivid memories of me as a E4, E5, where I remember how I felt in that moment. And I told myself my sailors will never feel that way. And I succeeded more than I failed at that. But those are the lessons that stick with me the most and I think probably define who I am as a leader more than any others, right? So if you're entering the experience thinking to yourself, it's going to be negative because the mess sucks, whether that's real or not. There are tons of valuable leadership lessons to be taken from the process no matter what. If you go back to the walk to talk thing, the other piece of that is even if you think it's broken, perceived or real, you need to learn how to function within that system even if you don't completely drink the Kool-Aid and even if you do think it's broken and you vocalize that it's broken, you also need to learn how to leverage that system to best take care of your sailors, right? You can't just shout at the wind because that's what you would be doing if the lion's share of your time in the mess opening your mouth consisted of you guys all suck and you're all morons, right? <laughs> even, even if it's true, even if objectively it's true, you, It's not going to be productive. You're not going to be able to take care of your sailors because you're going to need to work within that system and its norms and rules and everything else to be able to best take care of your sailors. I'm not going to dive into that in great detail. If you have questions, hit me up. And again, listen to the 30 plus hours of podcasts I have linked in the notes because it's all very closely related and will help you understand all those concepts. But you need to learn how to work within the system, and you're going to get to step through the looking glass. This process is literally you stepping through the looking glass so that you'll understand what it means to be a chief and, and what your responsibilities now are and what are the things you need to do to leverage the system to best take care of your people. So the experience itself, what you most commonly see is it's built up in, in a sailor's head over 10 12 15 17 years seventeen well, years—whatever however long it took that sailor to make chief right it's the process itself is built up in a sailor's head to be such an intimidating and like it, because it's unknown right you fear the unknown but you're also the chief's mess in and of itself the unknown plus what you do know is kind of scary and you're just like ah oh, this is gonna suck so much So a lot of times you just see brain freeze the, the first couple of weeks and that first interaction with the mess and then the subsequent interactions for initiation at the beginning, it's like you see a lot of really smart, confident, successful leaders as first classes. It's like a hard reset happens. Brain is wiped like the little men in black thing. And just they can't figure out how to do simple things, how to work together as a team to do anything. And it's maddening. All right the best thing you can do is just keep it together w- like what has really changed here they're going to make you wear a little name tag or not you're going to carry on a backpack with some stuff in it you're going to do training you're going to do a bunch of other stuff like you're going to do some tasking you're going to do some team building stuff it's it's like an extra thing that is added on to your normal duties which your duty takes priority or it should right your primary duty and then your military duties but It's just added training and education, hopefully, on top of what you're already doing. And if you approach it with that mindset... And what I'm going to talk about after this, it, you'll you'll be okay. Just don't allow that hard reset to happen. Like <laughs> it'll make it a lot harder, a lot more confusing. It's like for for whatever reason, and and my suspicion being that it's just built up in their head over a long period of time, and it's the unknown. So everybody and it's to a certain extent. And I'll I'll link a tradition of change in the show notes as well, and it's on the website under resources. It's a long document on the history of, of the initiation, transition, phase two, whatever season, that you, whatever you want to call it or whatever it's been called over time. It's a really detailed history of that written by a retired master chief, uh, I think James Lucci. I, th- I think his last name is Lucci. Anyway, um, through the, he was commissioned through the Navy History and Heritage Command to do all this really in-depth research before he uh, retired. He's now retired. I think he was on active duty when he did it, but um, incredible document the depth and breadth of information there's insane and it runs completely contrary to a lot of the supposed assumed history that used to be on the go probably still is it was the stuff i was brought up with and believed until i saw that document um so check that out as well because it'll give you some understanding about like why people are so afraid of it too because you've heard some of these stories of the hazing and the shenanigans right which this is not what it is anymore but You don't. You have no way of knowing that, so there is a fear there. Don't let the hard reset happen; it's counterproductive, and you are going to miss out on training. So, after that, when you go into the process, the other thing that you need to understand is that these people are now effectively your peers, even though there is a transition happening. So, you need to learn to interact with them, learn to function within the mess, learn to like just get to know them; like they're they're people. And I, I talk about humanizing chiefs a ton, and we do a bad job. Like, we shoot ourselves in the foot by creating this, like, identity that we're, we're chiefs or we're goats or whatever. It's like we're just people doing a job wearing a, a different colored uniform. Like, it's not they're not wildly different from you and they came from where you came they did they came through they've traversed the same similar experiences that you did went through this kind of the same career progression or similar than you did they're you with more years in like they're not special Um, so take the time to get to know them and you'll hear this a lot have fun (laughs) this part of it is like the have some fun with them but also just have fun in the moment like none of this stuff is that serious there will be some heavy moments there will be some things that happen where there's vulnerability where someone tells you a story about a crazy experience and like i've mentioned on the podcast previously where i've had i've sat in rooms where people talked about a sailor that died on a ship they were on or a a one of their sailors committed suicide and and they tell those stories to teach you the lessons that they got from it and those are heavy moments right but there's a lot of fun to be had as well especially when you're doing the training there'll be some events that you'll do and stuff like that Uh, if you get the opportunity to go to one of the pride days it's the same thing like there's gonna be a lot of fun things that happen have fun right don't be keyed up all the time and nervous that no matter what you do you're gonna get yelled at because like At some point, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of times you're going to yell that no matter what you do, but at some point you need to just kind of like learn to just shrug it off. And part of the reason why we do that is like you're, you're put under stress, undue amounts of like you're put under stress. Almost for no reason, like there's no way out. There's no right answer. You're put under that kind of stress on purpose to see how you deal with it. And shutting down or freaking out or freezing is not what we're looking for, right? So just think about that in those moments. Like the the, the stress you're going to get put under, it's like the tasking is all is none of it's underway limiting, none of it's life or death. It might it might simulate that, but it's it's all just an exercise. It's all just educational material, activities so you can learn lessons. So just. Keep it in context, all right? Um, And then, like, kind of while you're doing it, and then probably, it's the thing I say the most is, and and you'll hear this from your chiefs, I can almost guarantee, you you get out of this what you put into it. So with the, the not losing sight of that it's just educational and, just uh, like exercise. It's an exercise. (laughs) It's just a drill. Calm down. Um, As as long as you can keep your feet under you, you can keep it all in context. You can stay loose enough to enjoy it, have a little fun, recognize the leadership opportunity when you see it. The more you put into it, the more effort you're able to devote to it. The more focus you have on it, the more loose and open you are. So you can kind of detach back up a little bit and, and keep it all in context and look around and be like, oh, okay, I get it. I see what we're supposed to be doing here. The more you're going to get out of it. If you freeze up, if you get angry and just shut down because you think it it's all stupid and it doesn't make any sense. Why am I even doing this? This is all dumb. I'm already a good leader. I already got selected. Why do I have to do this? If you go in it with that kind of an attitude, you're not going to get anything out of it. And what you'll find is that you didn't learn all the things that you needed to through that process to be able to start on good footing because you could be the best leader on the planet Earth. If you go into this like closed minded and you shut down and you're just kind of checking boxes and doing the minimum amount possible, you're not going to learn all those things you need to learn to be able to leverage the system, right? The mess to best take care of your people, right? And you can be angry. Like I get it. I spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about the things that I think are broken in the mess and all the things that I think we could do better and expressing my frustration and talking about potential solutions and all. I I, I get it. I understand. I really do. However, when you're entering this organization, you need to do it with an open mind because there are a lot of things that you just don't understand and you're mad at (laughs) and you will understand if you go into it with an open mind because they're gonna they're gonna show you they're gonna explain to you why certain things are the way they are and you're gonna understand it having stepped through the looking glass and you're gonna be like oh okay i get that there there are things like that that once they let you behind the curtain you're gonna understand why it's done the way that it's done and you're gonna continue to do it that way because there's a reason but also you're going to learn things that you're going to be like, no, that's exactly as stupid as I thought it was, (laughs) right? It's going to happen and it's going to frustrate you and you're not going to, it's not going to make any sense. Um, However, you'll have a certain amount of control over those things. You may or may not need to do those things, or you can at least mitigate the negative effects of those things that you're so frustrated with. And you can walk and talk, right? You can figure out by learning as much as you possibly can while you're stepping through the looking glass about how to leverage this system with all its flaws to best take care of your people and you can advocate for change and eventually the more senior you get you can actually make that change at least in your mess right because as long as we're playing inside of the policy sandbox like as as long as we don't step over any contrary to boundaries and we're in violation of some like naval instruction, policy, UCMJ, stuff like that, there's generally a lot of wiggle room. And a lot of the policies that aren't those red lines are established by the organization, right? Like either the CO signs out instructions, Cobb CMC signs out a memo, or they just say, this is how it's going to be. And sometimes you can influence those as a chief or a senior chief. And then when you're wearing the cookie to work, you're the one that sets those policies, and eventually you might even be able to be at a high enough level where you know you're influencing those broader policy decisions for the entire like force fleet or navy right but go into it with an open mind that's the big thing it's like you're going to get out of it what you put into it and if you're closed minded and shut down about it because you think it's stupid and you don't trust chiefs and they like you have whatever reason you have to not allow them not be open to the education that they're gonna provide to you, it's like you're not gonna get anything out of it. And again, I go back to the no matter what, it doesn't matter how bad the mess is, right? If they're if they're the worst, most toxic mess on the planet Earth, the season's gonna get shut down. It's gonna be on the cover of the Navy Times and those people are going to get dealt with. But if they're just bad or you're perceiving them to be bad and by going into it open minded no matter what, you're either going to learn you're wrong and you're going to learn a lot about those human beings wearing the uniform. You're going to learn a lot about how hard the job is. You're going to learn a lot about why you perceive them to be the way they are and how you were wrong about a, a part of that. If not all of it, who knows? It just depends on where you're at. Or they actually are bad and there's still a ton of leadership opportunity. There's still a ton of opportunity for you to learn leadership lessons like in-depth experience-based leadership lessons that you'll take with you everywhere and that will make you a better leader as a result right so no matter what go into it with an open mind be ready to learn just be a sponge and yeah some of it might suck like i, I mean i promise you some some of it's gonna suck but if you go into it kind of with with that type of mentality and like the stuff that i like uh, some of it's definitely going to suck i say that some of it's going to be hard and there's a difference right some of it's going to be difficult on purpose there's going to be adversity and it's intentional and it's there's there's lessons there's like um training objectives attached to those things so look for those actively be looking for those objectives And then you'll get more out of the process. And sometimes you can just ask and we'll tell you, like what you're, but like other times it's, we're purposefully vague and we're putting you in that position because we want the adversity to kind of, and you'll get nudges and like people will help you along the way. But like we want that adversity to teach you a lesson and you have to go through that adversity. So if we just gave you the answer ahead of time, it kind of sabotages the event and the training objective. So, I know this. Some of this kind of sounds like a word salad. Like I'm just babbling, and it's because I'm being intentionally vague. And there's again, there's more detail in a lot of those other podcasts, which I highly recommend you checking out. But um, just know that by and large, the objective is to prepare you to be a successful chief, and some of that isn't gonna make sense. Like it's baked into the cake. There's your cook pun for the day again. <laughs> You're welcome go look at the CPO creed. Like it talks about it, that you're not going to every understand every pointed bar immediately, but later on you will. And you'll hear that a lot during the season too. Like there's going to be revelations, whether it's as the season happens, which will happen a lot, or it's six months later, you know, where, where you're going to, it's going to hit you and be like, because you're just because you missed it, not because we're like hiding it. Um, you might not get it in the moment and you're you're weapons free to ask as many questions as you want post pinning about like hey this didn't make any sense to me and i was mad and i didn't get why we were put in this position like what were you trying to do there and they'll explain it to you i promise and if they don't contact me and i'll explain it to you but they the lessons that, that are trying to get conveyed through all the things you're going to go through all of them are coming from a place of we want you to be the most successful new chief you possibly can be and in order to do that <laughs> you need to participate with an open mind you need to put a lot of effort into it you need to have fun and you need to uh, don't panic <laughs> that should be the name of the episode don't panic um, but yeah I, and if you have questions about any of this again check the show notes ton of resources there but hit me up don't go up the Shit podcast at gmail.com you can Facebook message us don't go up the Shit podcast you can DM me on Instagram reddit discord whatever reach out ask the question I'm not gonna provide you like every single answer all the time but I'll I'll nudge you in the right direction especially if you're freaking out it's I get it I've been there and I've run more seasons than I can remember at this point so I've seen a ton of people go through this process i've been a sponsor half a dozen times like like i I know exactly what you're going to go through i know exactly where you're at in that moment and i can help you understand i'll I'll give you a hard nudge in the right direction so um yeah if you need guidance through the process if you're stressed out if you're freaking out if you don't know what to do with your hands or even just through this the rest of this waiting period you're freaking out and you want some advice or just want to vent hit us up all right um with that being said If you would uh, support us, like, share, subscribe, review the podcast on all the platforms share us on social media review us on itunes all that stuff um, to get the resource out there for the people that need it it really helps with the algorithms and all those things and then uh, if you want to support us otherwise there's a donate button on the website that i don't think i've ever actually mentioned um this is a non-for-profit thing the podcast itself uh and there's a bunch of bills associated with it like subscription fees and stuff so you can go to the donate button on the website it's real easy through paypal or um the for-profit side of the house is Guts Apparel. So we have an apparel brand now. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. Now it's really great. If you want some Pride and Heritage gear that you'll actually wear in public, go to DGutsApparel.com. You can follow us on Instagram, at DGutsApparel, or on Facebook, Don't go the Ship Apparel. Uh, give us a like and a follow there, and then tag us when you get your stuff in the mail. Um, that's the for-profit side. We kind of created our own sponsor because all the sponsorship stuff that I was getting was not what I was looking for. Just didn't feel right. Wasn't a good fit. So I was like, Hey, I'm rolling into retirement. I'll solve this problem myself. (laughs) Um, But I enjoy it a lot. I actually have a background in graphic design. So I've, I created everything on the site myself, built the site myself, do all the things myself. Um, So if you want to support us, please do it that way. Go check out dgutsapparel.com. And that's it. Good luck to everybody. Uh, If you didn't make it, I I forgot that part. I hope you stuck around till the very end. Uh, If you were not selected, go listen to First There Were Firsts. It's a podcast I did, I believe it was for a Veterans Day, Um, and it'll explain why you have nothing to be ashamed of. I understand it's disappointing. Um, I understand it's frustrating a lot of the times. I have a lot of buddies that I still talk to that probably should be Chiefs, and the system is not perfect. And uh, I'll I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole now, but just just know that your leadership is valued and that there's a lot of history and heritage that backs that claim up, right? First classes are a big deal. So go listen to First Ever First. I think it'll I think it'll make you feel a little bit better about the fact that you are doing very important and impactful things in the role that you're in right now. And that before there were chiefs, there were just first-class petty officers. You guys were the pinnacle of, of enlisted leadership. Uh, so go check that out. I think, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, and that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't give up the ship.